Good evening and welcome to the Live Exchange. I'm Dr. Pamela. And I'm Robert Pierce. And uh, today we are, look y'all, it, the revolution is here. The revolution it's here. is here and it and is being televised. It is, it is being televised. We didn't know, we didn't know it was going to be televised, but boy, oh. is it televised. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> yes. It's, it's, yes. It's been a, um, a long week. It has been a very, oh, yeah. I feel like it's been an entire year. Yeah, it has. Like it's, <laughs> it's been a long week, but we've seen a lot happen this week. And, you yes. know, we'll talk about a lot that's going on, some progress, some, you know, we went forward some ways, we went back in some ways. So, you know, but yeah. um, yes. we're still out there fighting. Um, yeah. That's the way we're, I think we're on day 12 of the protests. And uh, is that correct? I think it's day 12. Um, 12 or 13. Well, tomorrow is, is literally the two week anniversary of. Okay, the, so day 13, probably. Yeah. Of, yeah. yeah. And it was uh, Memorial Day. That's yes. what it, it happened yes. on Memorial Day. So, yeah. Wow. Wow. So, you know, it's, and, and the amazing thing is that the, the People are not letting up on this. And, and this is one of my concerns in the beginning was let's not forget, let's not back off of this. Let's stay on this. And yeah. I just saw today the, the Golden Gate Bridge is was packed oh, with yeah. people. Oh um, yeah. So. Um in New York City right now, there's um protests going on in the Bronx. I know of in the Bronx in Brooklyn. Um there oh this morning here in Atlanta, um there was protests and I'm gonna talk about that later. Um, all over the world. It's been all, all over the world. world. Every state in uh, the country has Every has um, protested. And then, like you said, all over the world. So so today we're going to be talking about what is going on um, look, what, this week in, in protesting. What, what's what's happening? Um, and we're also going to talk about how you can get your own activist on. Everybody yeah. has a different way of doing it. What is your way? Get involved. We're all a part of this. But we also have a guest who is a Atlanta area protester. Yeah. Outspoken. I'll go ahead and let you just brag. Yeah, on he's, a, he's an activist, <laughs> a young man who was on the front line the other day, not just down there. The megaphone was in his hand yep. and he was spreading a message of justice. And so I'm excited to talk to him and all that's going on. So we're going to talk to somebody who's been literally on the front line. Um, yes. fighting here in Atlanta and so um, I believe this is going to be an amazing show today starts my new segment as well alright yeah, yes. um, from the heart from Robert Pierce where I just take a little moment and just share what's on my heart and today is a doozy y'all this is a good week for that it's a good week for that one this is where I just share inspirational motivational tips but today is a call to action so you don't want to miss um, yes. Robert's um, treasures from the heart today I promise you all right. Well, stay with us. Get involved. Put your comments in the chat. If you are listening to us um, via TuneIn, uh, you can also jump on Facebook and, and type in your thoughts and your questions and all of that so you can stay involved in the conversation. Um, but but it's going to be an amazing show. So yeah. stay with us and we'll, we'll be, be right back. Pierce. And I'm Dr. Pamela. And today we're talking about the revolution is here. Let's mount up and get ready for activism, for taking on the system. Um, so we're going to be talking about that today. We have an amazing guest um, that's going to be here. We're going to bring him on shortly. Um, but Dr. Pam, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm laughing at you saying mount up because I almost put that on the uh, on the on the <laughs> Facebook page. Mount up, you know. But I mount thought oh, people are gonna read it the wrong way. But I'm glad <laughs> that you said it. <laughs> yeah, I said it. I'm sorry. I did it. 
Yeah, I love it. I love it. I'm doing good though. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, yeah. Today has been a good day. I'm encouraged today um, just by all that I'm seeing. Um, long way to go, but I feel much better today than I did last Sunday. I, I can honestly yeah. say that with, with all that's going on. Yeah, I'm really encouraged by the the height of the activity that's that's going on. Um, and, and you know yeah. what? And there's a lot of people, you know, a lot of companies are are making their statements and so forth. And, you know, the response for a lot of people, which is justified, is, yeah, put your money where your mouth is. I get it. But I'm still encouraged by it. I'm still Absolutely. encouraged when I turn on my fire stick and I see Amazon say Black Lives Matter. I'm like, what? Oh, yeah. You know? So, <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. And even so, today, I saw I just had something came across my phone. NASCAR, they made a statement that they're going to do what they can to fight racial injustice. And I was like, whoa. See? Um, yeah. When we talk about auto racing and all that's been going on with race relations and auto racing, yeah. for them to step up is like, okay. Um, yeah, there's been a step. Yes, there's, yeah, there's something different about this movement. Absolutely. This isn't just, you know, this is something else. This isn't going to fade, you know, quickly. So not at all. Not at so all. I appreciate that. So for that reason, that's why I'm able to say, you know, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Is this exhausting? Is it emotionally draining? Um, yes. You know, because there's there's a lot of I have to teach two cultural perspective classes right now. And it's like, oh, you know, I, I'm, I'm honored to be on the on the front lines in that sense, to be the educational voice. Wow. But it's, they're tough conversations, especially yeah. when students that sign up for this. They're, they sign up, check off a class and move on. They didn't sign right. up to take a cultural perspectives class during protests. One of the biggest right. protests we've ever seen since Everything. probably the 70s. History. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. Well, yeah. today we just want to we, let's, let's get the show kicked off. Um, we want to bring into the show. Um, our guest is a young man. Um, I know him so well. I call him friend. I uh, call him brother. Um, we're a co-worker. We serve together at New Mercy's Christian Church. He is the um, executive director over community engagement at New Mercy's Christian Church. Um, that's his job. He engages the community in all facets. He runs our community food bank. Um, but um, he's a young man. Um, he's a Morehouse graduate, but he's an activist at heart. Um, my heart just did me so well um, the other day. I just flipped through my Facebook timeline. And this young man, I watched him. Um, with a megaphone in his hand, leading the way down there on Marietta Street and um, Centennial Drive. So Devante Hudson is here. And my brother, thank you for coming aboard. Um, I love you, man. Let me just say that off the top. Hey. That's that's not radio. That's I love you, my brother. Welcome. Uh, I love Welcome. you too. EP. EP is what I call you. I love yes, you too. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yes, sir. And um, so thank you for coming. And we, we just want to get right into it. Um. The other day I watched you down um, at Centennial Park with the megaphone in your hand and you were leading the charge, um, one with a message of responsibility. I appreciate you for that. Um, but before we get, just tell me, let's tell the people a little bit about yourself, how you get here, how did you get here? And then how did you find your way not only down to Centennial Park, but how did the megaphone get in your hand? How did you, you get go. the mic? Uh, <laughs> Well, I mean, I guess if you want to say, how did I get here? I mean, two people decided they wanted to, to wow. be in a relationship. And, <laughs> um, I was born in Youngstown, Ohio, a small town uh, in in Northeast Ohio, and um, working class, working class folk. My parents, uh, my dad works actually in a federal prison uh, for mm -hmm. the government, which that's interesting because he's actually in D.C. right now on the mm. other side of the protest. Um, oh, wow. It's a fascinating thing. <laughs> um, but, uh, 
yeah, I've always had a I've always had a call for ministry, but coupled that with activism and community relations. Some people would call it politics, um, the hmm. dynamics of power, but really it's it's at heart, it should be community engagement and community development. Yeah. And um, and so went to Morehouse, went to seminary, uh, and ended up with people like you at New Mercies and, and kind of started an internship role and that developed into what I am uh, and what I do now, uh, which I love. And it's kind of a collaboration of the politics, the community engagement and the faith. I can yeah. merge into one role, which is nobody can really say they start off in a dream career. Um, mm. So that's that's kind of that's how I got here. But how I got there um, is, a, is a different story. I, I, I was really hesitant about going down and, and not because I didn't want to be a part is that sometimes those can be showpieces yeah. um, and yeah. you don't want to become part of the hype because everybody could become part of the hype. But are you a part of the work? Yeah. And so my, my friend and I, we were bait, debating. I said, I don't know. You know, they've been having I went on like the fourth night. So this is right after the, the looting and they've had the curfew and, you know, it was kind of tenacious about what was going on down there. The same day I went, I believe the mayor went earlier. She was there with the police chief. And um, okay. yeah, I mean, I the, the, yeah, the crowd was this was this. Uh, this was just Thursday or Friday. The crowd was in, enormous. I, I'd never seen the crowd, a crowd like this at one time for a protest. And um my friend is a is an instigator, but I call him. A, he's also an encourager. So he said, hmm. "Man, um, he said, <laughs> good combination." Right. He said, "Man, um, you got to say something." I'm like, "Say what?" I mean, it's it's literally a crowd of people. I'm here. I'm a part of it. You know, we're talking to people, we're engaging people, but I, I don't really need to say anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and it started to rain, and we were actually finding somebody to stand under an umbrella, but that person was actually near the front. Um, so we, wow. we scooted our way up there to go into their brother and my friend wanders off and he finds somebody with the PA system <laughs> and um, mm. he says, hey, I found you a mic. I said, dude, no. Wow. <laughs> really an instigator. <laughs> really? He said, I found you a mic. I said, no. And then literally the lady who had the PA system, she said, she turns around, doesn't know me. We don't know her. She says, here, say something. Mm. I had no, honestly, Pierce, I didn't know mm. what I was going to say. And then I, the PA system was a little loud and too, too, too soft. And somebody turned around and said, hey, here's a megaphone and uh, go for it. Wow. Um, so that's how well, it I was there. Well, I would love to hear what it is that you said. So after the break, if you can think about that a little, we're going to go into trending topics. But after that, I would love, we all would love to yes. hear what, what did you say with that megaphone? Stay with us. We'll be back. We'll be back. Lack of diversity. Gas prices. Michael Jackson. Trending topics. Okay, so trending this week. Gosh, there was so much to choose from. So much to choose from. I mean, obviously, the protests, uh, you know, it's one big trending topic in and of itself. So it was kind of like, okay, what do we really zero in on? And I think the thing that I I really wanted to zero in on is the um, NFL um, commissioner statement. And the reason is because... It's representative of the fact that a lot of organizations that were at one point either silent or completely opposed to Black Lives Matter, to kneeling to this entire movement, is now they've turned their tides. Yeah. They are, they've to- totally turned their tide, totally um, changed their um, their tune, changed their whole message. And I it was my hope 
um, that is not just lip service. It wasn't just a marketing campaign um, that they are really going to um, put action behind the words. Um, really appreciate yeah. the words. That was major, just the words. Yeah, and I haven't gotten to the words yet. For those of you who <laughs> haven't heard it yet, um, <laughs> yeah. then the thing is, uh, it probably is lip service for some organizations. We just have to, it, you know, just acknowledge mm-hmm. that's what's a, that's what it's going to be for some organizations. So we'll see who sticks. Um, but really, the the video that the commissioner um, released, it was about a minute twenty one seconds, and he said, "We, the National Football League, condemn racism." and the symptomatic oppression of black people. We, the National Football League, admit, this is huge right here, that we were wrong for not listening to NFL players and encourage all players to speak out and peacefully protest. We, the National Football League, believe that black lives matter. And then one other point here that I kind of, I was, I kind of, I don't know, smirked a little bit at this, uh, black players, there would be no National Football League, and the protests around the country are emblematic of the centuries of silence, inequality, and oppression of Black players, coaches, fans, and staff. And the reason why I kind of like, mm, you know, because I said, yeah, you didn't realize that before, that without Black players, <laughs> there right. would be no NFL as we see it. But <laughs> it's, it's interesting that they see it now, that they're saying it now, and I just wonder... Uh, by the way, Kaepernick has yet to be offered another contract. I don't even know if he would take one at this point. Um, but well, well at, at this point, I'm I'm not even looking for that. Um, I'm just yeah. considering he, he has been a martyr um, for the NFL. But um, look where we are now. So thank you, Kaepernick. Thank you, Kaepernick. Yeah, um, yeah. For, and, and I, um, for being the sacrificial lamb. Um, right. Thank you for enduring all that you endured. Um, and I didn't agree with everything he did, you know, throughout the whole process. So. You know, mm-hmm. but thank you for doing what you did because now um, we have their attention, and so yeah, 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 and it's it is worthy of bringing up because he's um, absolutely you know, he had this whole kneeling movement, and I, I would have loved, and I don't again, I don't know if he would have done this, so I can't tell him what position he should take mm-hmm. for the commissioner to have extended something to offer directly to him because he was the one who really started. Well, they this did movement. that already when they gave him that settlement check. Nah, that doesn't count. That's legal. <laughs> I'm talking about something that's outside of the parameters. Reparations. You're looking for reparations. Yeah. No, I'm just looking for a, a genuine human to human. No, I agree with you. I would yeah, I would love yeah, yeah. to see not a photo op, but him and Roger Goodell yeah. um, come together. And I want to see, I would love to see a formal apology. Be- yeah. I, that really would be a step in the right direction. Um, as well as all that money that they said they're going to donate. Uh, we would like to know specifically where it's going because I'm hearing a lot of big numbers being thrown on. We're going to throw them towards organizations. What organizations? Where? How? Right. You know, let's let's get to the grassroots of this. Where is this money going? Are the people going to see this money? Or is this right. going into this abyss? I, I'm trying to change the subject. I guess I am, but I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I want to just, I want to ask Devontae, when you were there, when you were out there and you had the megaphone in your hand, um, it, it kind of in line with what, what Robert is saying is, was there an ask, you know, or what, it, what was it that you were saying on the microphone? Um, I, I believe that the, the moment was really about creating a sense of awareness and presence there. I, I felt like people were there, but why were we there? Um, mm-hmm. Why the, the sense of purpose there wasn't just at this point for the four officers had been arrested in Minneapolis. And so to some, it would seem as if, well, we got it. We came, we got, we came out here to protest for 
Um, And I believe I just wanted to remind people that we are here because justice is still not won, not just in Atlanta, not just in Minneapolis, but across this country. Um, And we're here to be to remind the system that we are not going to rest until we see it. And that's uh, good. And and there has to be an unrest. There has to be unsettling of ourselves if we're really going to see the change to your point about the NFL, we can't just see dollars mm-hmm. because money does not equate to change. That only says that you feel guilty, not convicted. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. I need to see change here uh, in true conviction. And what does that do? That means that I'm pressuring the system. I'm putting it on to the people in power to see me and to hear me mm-hmm. and then to make the changes that I need and I need to see in our community. So that really was my, my plot and to vote um, and and to make sure they're engaged in the process. So there is no excuse. That's only one aspect voting is. But that's there should be no excuse to us seeing the change that we want to see. Yeah, that's good stuff. That's really good. And that's the thing is, is it's not just about um, George Floyd. Yes, that was the trigger. It was the, the straw. But it's like you said, it's it's about what is going to happen now from here on out. Yeah, and, and when we come back, we're about to take a break, but we'll come back and we're going to talk some more about this subject, about activism and what activism is going to look like now um, um, after this um, uprising, after COVID-19. There's all this has to come into play. And yeah. so we'll be back some more. We're going to talk some more with Devante Hudson, our host. Um, I'm Robert Pierce. We're here with Dr. Pam here on the Live Exchange Radio Show on the Cessation Station Network. We'll be back. Well, um, think something I just heard about this week that I was extremely fascinated fascinated by. It's called muted group theory. And I don't know muted if you group heard of it. theory. Yes, Never heard of it. Group theory. So really, this was brought forth by two anthropologists. They happen to have the same last name. I should have done some research to see if they're married. But Ardner and Ardner. Um, and what they say is that in every society, there are cultural groups who are traditionally muted. Um, they're given less access than members of the dominant group to public discourse, to have their voices heard, um, to having their individual and the, the voices of their community heard, which is so interesting because it reminds me of what happened um, in several other movements where Black Lives Matter, you know, and it's like, well, you know, I mean, to the extreme that, oh, Black Lives Matter, that group is a terrorist group, which is right. insane. Um, that's, a, that's a form of muting us. Um, Kaepernick's kneeling, turning that into something that's unpatriotic, so turning that into something that's anti-veteran, when in fact, many of the people who are kneeling were veterans themselves. Veteran, yeah. um, as if, you know, people of color aren't, didn't serve. I mean, let's... So those were two forms of our group being muted in society. And then basically there's four ideas here that identity and reality are socially constructed. So the whole idea that, you know, this group is going to be the group that we uh, we oppress because, you know, for whatever reason, it, it's not mm. inherently that it should be so. But there is a dominant group that creates that um, communication is the means for that construction. So the suppression of our communication enables 
the group to be suppressed. So it's so so it really says that talking is action. Talking enables us to fight back. But if we're mm. suppressed, it will hinder our ability to fight back. Members of the muted groups um, must adjust to the dominant ways of communication to get their voices heard, um, which is interesting. We're using the media. We're using social media. We're using what we have to use in order to get our messages across. Um, in the past, when you look at you know civil rights movement, we even look beyond that to slavery. We communicated yeah. with each other in our own ways. We communicated with each other in um, with with hymns, with spirituals. Um, you know that that was our social movement. How we you know got away. Now it's. Well, how do we use the, the mainstream forms of communication to get our voices heard? And then the last thing is that resistance and change is possible. This is the fourth piece of that muted group theory. Um, and so, again, it's possible when we find ways to overcome yeah. people who are muting us and to speak out. So I, I, I just thought that was really fascinating and applicable to what it is that we're no, I find it fascinating, especially that media piece, because um, I think that's been the the equalizer for for this moment is social media and how big it is, because we don't have to ask permission for no news outlets to put anything on the air. Right. Uh, we no longer have to ask. You know, what I mean, we no longer depend on just mainstream media to give us the bird's eye view of what's going on. Um, right. Everyone is media now. If you got one of these which everyone has them on now. You're media. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. we've seen some compelling videos just from these phones. Yes. And so um, that's helping us become unmuted because people have to listen yep. because we're flooding it. We're flooding the airways, the, which is the internet with this information. So I, I think, yeah, I love what, you, what we're talking about here. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Anything you want to add to that, Devante? I mean, you got to use your voice. You, you were <laughs> kind of the face of being unmuted, you know, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I mean, there, there's a lot to activism that I believe is so layered. And yeah. I think it was said earlier, there's a role to play in each and everybody that has to play. I think everybody right now is, I want to go protest. I want to go protest. And rightfully so, I believe <laughs> that you should participate in this moment, what a former professor of mine would call the zeitgeist, the, the spirit of the time. You have to feel mm. it. You have to be a part of it. But there's also roles that are beyond just holding signs. We need yeah. legislators. We need business owners. We need white folk in their houses to talk about this. We mm -hmm. need black folk in their houses to talk to their children about this. We need schools. We need systems and structures and institutions to really take on this fight. Um, that is just so multi-layered <laughs> that we're only experiencing the emotion of this. Um, right. But the true test of this will come years from now when my daughter, who's two, um, is entering into elementary school yes. uh, and one of the dynamics and how yeah. is she relating with her counterparts? How does she see, how did they see her? That's the true testament of activism, not just what we protest and how we stand out in March and how we shut down streets. It's what are generations going to say about how we change the narrative? Yeah. And you know what? It, it's interesting because, you know, like you said, the evidence will, will come forth few years from now, right? So if we back up and we look at when Black Lives Matter really started protesting and really started becoming visible, and then it just kind of fizzled out. And many of us thought, oh, well, that was for nothing. 
But really it wasn't because we fast forward a few years now and that has resurrected. That what we see now is because of what happened a few years ago. It was just kind of like, wait a minute, we need to pick that back up. We need to bring Black Lives Matter back to the forefront and keep moving. So that was a piece. That was, you know, preseason training, if you will. And now, you know, what we're doing now is a result of that as well. Yeah, and I believe that they never went away. They were muted. They were Um, muted, yes. They were muted, you know, plain and simple, as you mentioned, um, was um, spoke of as a terrorist group, you know, um, not only were the establishment discrediting them, many of the African American community yes. were discrediting them, um, but mm-hmm. they kept their kept their fight. Um, yep. They didn't quit, and then when we needed them again, they showed up, and they they weren't bitter. Right. They just stayed to the cause, and I thank them so much. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Now, and it wasn't absolutely. just Black Lives Matter. There's so many <laughs> other grassroots organizations that have been fighting this cause from um, behind the scenes. Yeah, absolutely. And I see. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, if I could say something about that, I think Black Lives Matter, um, they they had the right moment. I believe moments create movements. And there have been many moments that Black Lives Matter has existed. (laughs) Trayvon Martin to Mike Brown to Sam Bland. There have been moments. But this moment speaks differently to a movement because of the time that we're living in. Um, I think we said this earlier, I was talking to Pierce, it, is that we're not only dealing with racial injustice, which is systemic, it traces our lineage and our history, but we're mm-hmm. also in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. And right. Million people have lost jobs in the last two months. <laughs> you, have, you have three different layers that are compressed onto a society that at, eventually they're going to pop. And it's only a sign of the times now that Black Lives Matter shows up or remains consistent during this because the spirit of the times invited the conversation for this to be known. We've always said Black Lives Matter. At least we have. At least I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? absolutely. But now I have corporations saying Black Lives exactly. Matter. What, what does that mean? It means that there's a different spirit that's guarding and that's driving this movement now. It's not a moment. It's a movement now, um, which is just pales in comparison to any other moment that we've had. Yeah, and, and well, that's one that. of the reasons why I say that it's it, it's not when I think of Black Lives Matter, I know it's an organization, but I, I don't see it as I see it as so much bigger than that. I see it as a movement like this organization triggered an entire movement. And so I, I really give credit to them, you know, for for this really being a Black Lives Matter movement. Oh, yeah. Um, Devante, you was mentioning that in the midst of all this um, COVID-19 is still rampant and for many states, um, the cases are going up. Um, let's talk about activism in the midst of COVID, um, because one of the criticisms that I'm sure you've heard, and I know I've heard, and I probably made early on in this protest was, they're not wearing masks, you know, <laughs> you know the COVID scare. And yeah. so um, talk about COVID-19 and activism and what we're seeing, because I don't know if it's people who's like, well, if I'm going to die, I'm, I'm going to die fighting. You know what I mean? What, what what are you hearing around this activism, but in the midst of COVID-19? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a fascinating thing because literally two weeks ago, you didn't want to leave your house be, to even go to the grocery store. And if you did, um, you were you were armored up because you just didn't know. Um, mm-hmm. There has been thousands of people in concentrated areas 
uh, some with masks, some without. And the reality is this speaks to what the role of the people are in movements hmm. is that movements and the issue outspeak hmm. any other epidemic pandemic essentially wow. we're, we're saying that this pandemic has always existed this is racism has been a yeah, pandemic yeah. Yeah. since this country has since been, we're dealing since, with pandemics let's get this one said, <laughs> since we're dealing with the pandemic let's deal with the pandemic of all pandemics and mm-hmm. that's the original sin of the united states of united of america mm-hmm. and yes we know it, we're, it's alive and well but this requires our participation um mm. and i don't think it's an ignorance of COVID 19. I, I believe that people are still thinking within measures of safety and social distancing, which doesn't seem to be a realistic thing as you're looking at CNN and Fox News and outlets. But there is something to be said about our drive and will to be a part in the people's response to real issues that hmm. require our participation. So, yeah, I, I think it, it you, we can focus on both and not lose it. I think sometimes we don't give people enough credit that we can hmm. focus on two things at the same time. And that's mm-hmm. what we're showing here, that we can multitask. We can say this is a true epidemic. We've seen death. We've seen family members die. We've seen businesses close. But we also have known this to be a systemic issue in our country. And we cannot stay in our houses and show mm. our frustration and show our protest. Yeah. We have to we have it, it drives. It compels me to come out of my comfort to do it. I think it's it's so important that you said that we're not doing this in ignorance, that we are aware, we know what's yeah. going on, and we are responding to both at the same time. And that's huge because a lot of people can just look at the TV and judge like, ah, oh, they just they're just being mm-hmm. ignorant, you know, yeah. and, which is absolutely not the case. And I, and I thought it was being used to mute the, the message here. Mm. Um, because, you know, get out of the streets because of COVID. Get out, get out, get out. And then yeah. we don't hear anything. And yeah. so, um, wow. Yeah, cool. well, well, we'll have to to see, you know, take measures for self-care and all of yeah. that um, as we continue on. But um, we're going to go to break. Um, when we come back, we'll continue this conversation. And um, yeah, we'll be back. We'll be back. All right. So balance challenge this week is I want you to figure out what your role is in this in this um, revolution. That's what it is. Um, What is your role? You know, and it it doesn't matter what, um, you know, what you think, you know, because a lot of people feel guilty because, you know, I'm not on the street and, you know, but there's there's a role for everybody. So um, what is your role? What is it that where's your strengths? And we're going to talk more about this um, on the second half of the show. So that might help you out a little bit. But I want you to think about that. And, And in trying to figure that out, I also want you to read do the research, find out what's really going on. We get half headlines that are out there and, and that only tells us half the story and then we take a position and we don't really even know what we're doing. So for example, when um, the two police officers in Buffalo, New York pushed down the elderly man and 57 police officers um, resigned uh, from that post when it happened, there was so much misunderstanding about what that meant. They didn't leave the police force, y'all. No. <laughs> They're still in it. Right. Um, and so, so I need you all through this time to figure out your role, but to do the research so you know exactly what it is you're talking about. Let's not spread misinformation um, because it will cause people to move in the wrong direction. 
Um, if either of you have anything to add to that? No, I concur 100%. I've seen several um, posts, you know, ads on Facebook that have misleading information and people are sharing it. And yeah. that leads sends people down the wrong road. And so absolutely, let's let's not just watch the main news outlets. Let's go to some off ones too, some yes. independent news outlets. Let's get a full scale of the, what's going on out there in these streets so we can be informed and educate and not put out misinformation. All right. All right. Well, we'll be back. <laughs> live exchange i'm robert pierce and i'm dr pamela and previous from the break we were having a conversation um mixing um covid we was talking covid 19 and activism and um we talked about the balance challenge and dr pam had a balance challenge of um just acknowledging your role um what play your part what part are you going to play um what are you going to do now and so devante you had a comment and so let's get right back into the conversation um, right before the break, you were going to say something, Devante. Floor is yours. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't want people to mistake health and activism at this time as well. I, I think many people who are choosing to stand on the front lines and go out uh, and essentially risk their health for this um, is not does not mean that everyone has that same obligation. Mm-hmm. I believe that self-care is important and that you should look after the well-being of yourself and your family. And so those are always going to be priorities when it comes to anything. So if your role is not to be uh, to protest out in the streets during this time, that's totally fine. But what I need you to do, I need you to, I need you to lobby your legislators. I need you to know who your legislator is. I need you to email them. I need you to call them. I need you to write letters to them. I need you to vote. I need you to ask for police reform. I need Hmm. those things. I need you to talk about it and try to get your workplace to understand it as well. And your coworkers and not to be silent when people have racist things and racist policies that suppress people of minorities. There are many ways to advocate for those that are cannot advocate for themselves, for the minorities, for um, those in America without just being out on the front lines. Again, I don't want to say this is a showpiece, but protesting is is to publicly disrupt something. Mm -hmm. But understand that real progress and change is what happens almost behind the scenes. And so we can't get the two confused. We are in the middle of pandemic. If you need to stay at home, stay at home. Take care of yourself. Be healthy so that you can continue to do what needs to be needs to be done. Um, but also, I want I don't want us to criticize one and and glorify yeah. another. Exactly. Yes, they're not they're not, they're not <laughs> going to equate. They're not yeah. one is not superior. One is not greater. You can do the same level of activism from where you are. They're both. I I, I, I want to say equally important. And I'll just go with that for now. They're both equally important to lobby the congressmen, women, you know, to to speak behind the scenes, to speak up. All of these things are what comes together to create a movement. You can't just have protesters. You can't just have behind the scenes silent lobbyists. You, you, it, everybody needs to know what's going on. So all of it needs to happen. Um, I want to acknowledge a, a couple of comments we have on the um, Facebook um, live. Riva Benoit is saying, um, you know, she does feel as if COVID-19 has been put kind of in the rear view mirror that people aren't really talking about it. Uh, she says, I'm definitely down with the cause, but I cannot risk going out in the streets. Um, but I'm currently taking action online. So c- commend you for that. You know, yeah. yes, 
you are you're taking action online. I'm in the same boat. I, I I've got autoimmune stuff. I'm not gonna. I can't. I can't go out there. But I'm gonna figure out what the heck I can do. Um, yeah. and it, you know. In, in other Same ways. here. I, I, you know, I can't myself high risk. Um, doctor certified, you know, told me don't you go out the house. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I am doing all I can to stay in the in the fight. Um, just Dr. Pam, you and I, we have a platform right here. We're using yeah. it every week. Every week. Um, to to we could be talking about relationships point. or love or something. Yeah, today. yeah. It was a whole yeah. bunch of other stuff we were planning yeah. to talk about, but we scrapped <laughs> it because yeah. um, this is important. This is what we need to be talking about, and. Yeah. Um, we have committed to stay on it and um, do what we can. And so um, yeah. that's why we had a brother of Devante come on. When I saw him, I was like, okay, I can't be out there, but I got a brother who's out yeah. there. So yeah. let's get him in here. Let's, you know, and, let's broaden that talk. Yeah. Let's go. And and, and so, I, I really want to use this time to, to, to really explain and to show that this is bigger and it's going to take time, that we're undoing systems um, that this is not an overnight work. And I say that because there is one of my one of my favorite theologians and professors. His name is Dr. Soon Chan Ra. He's a professor at North Park University of Theology. And he talks about narratives, hmm. understanding narratives, that there was a narrative created um, at the inception of this country, that 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 narrative and that that internalization of racism created a system that we know as slavery. Well, thanks be to God that civil war came along and it disrupted the system, but the narrative was never changed. Hmm. The internal narrative was never changed. And what happened, the system recreated itself into Jim Crow. It was great. MLK came along and we got a Voters' Rights Act, Civil Rights Act, and we thought it disrupted the system, but it never changed the narrative. And now we're living in a new Jim Crow era, which shows itself in mass incarceration yeah. And so that we have to change narratives, not hmm. just lending our voices. We have to change narratives. That means we have to dissemble and dismantle the idea of that the other uh, one other person is inferior to another. And so that obligation is not just on black folk to do. That right. means that my white counterparts, you have to start talking about this in your homes. You have to talk yes. about this with your children. You have to stand up when you're at your family dinners and they're having racist comments. You mm-hmm. have to really take the ownership of changing the narrative of this because we don't change the narrative. The system will recreate itself because yeah. it's built to last and to self-sustain. And so we have to do that so that we can externalize different narratives onto the system. That way it can create new wheels that will create a better future for those who are marginalized in our country. That's so powerful. I mean, because when I, and I was just in a conversation about this, um, about just even if we take one piece of this of this system um, and let's look at just education alone and how U.S. Department of Education really dictates what the, the, the um, what it is our kids learn across the country. So everybody's gonna learn about history. Everybody's gonna learn that Christopher Columbus did an amazing thing and discovered, you know, you know, and, and so this is the narrative that that all of our children are taught that we're raised to believe. Could you imagine if different entities, different schools got to teach the, the narrative that they wanted of the founding of the United States, of the unrolling, of the unraveling of who we are today? Can you imagine if we had the opportunity to just public schools teach the way we wanted to teach and tell what we wanted to tell about slavery, about trauma that came from slavery, about DNA imprints and the impact of that. Yeah. You know, that those are the kinds of things 
even those things that we don't think about on an everyday basis are still controlled by the government. Mm -hmm. That narrative is controlled by the government starting from when you're in kindergarten. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And, 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 and to even think about this, that this is what happens with voting reform as well, that one of the most populous elect, black electoral districts in the United States is Washington, D.C., the largest is 95 to 97 percent African-Americans in that district. How much federal representation do they have? Right. Zero. They have Zero. none. Right. The Zero. second most populous uh, black right. electoral district in the United States is Mississippi. They have six representatives. How many of them are black? One. That means one out in the 40 to 45 percent of African-Americans that live in Mississippi. So that means you have one out of six representatives representing black people that are over. That's one in two, basically. Right. That, that's uh, 50, 40 percent black people in a district that's only represented by one person that is right. of color. That we have to flip the narrative and change the, the, the narrative here. Right. That their mass incarceration created a big problem in this country. That yeah. now if you in the state of Illinois, if you are incarcerated and most likely you're incarcerated and sent to a rural area in that state, that population, prison population is counted as citizens within that certain district, meaning that that district has more representation in federal wow. Congress and more dollars that go yeah. to that district. So yeah, what are we talking about? Know. We're talking about gerrymandering. We're talking about systemic things that have shown up in our system and have shown up in our narratives that make, again, one inferior and one superior. So it's not just if you're uncomfortable with white, the idea of white supremacy, just right. You can just say white supremacy, uh, not or superiority, right? It's the same thing that we have to dismantle this narrative that is showing up in so many different forms. So just yeah. to say, like, there's so much that needs to be done and needs to be unconstructed during this time that uh, is not just about us sitting out on the front lines and protesting. And that's why everybody has a role. If you're in education, consider the, the oppressive nature of education. If you're in law, work on that. You know, if you're in, you know, whatever field, law enforcement, work on that. We need you in all areas. Yeah. I, I'm I'm stuttering because y'all literally my segment have already been stated so many times. I'm sitting here excited. <laughs> um, I'm going to talk about my segment literally. When when I re, when I say it, you're going to be like, "Wow, you're not lying." Wow. So, wow. <laughs> um, and yeah. so I'm just so encouraged that um, this is the conversation that's happening now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Go ahead, Devontae. Oh, no, I one of one of the things that I've really struggled with, too, is we had a conversation about this before, Pierce, is the intergenerational conversation that's going on right now. Yeah. Um, in that millennials are now really butting against Gen X and Gen Xers are really seeing the decaying of baby boomers. And so there is almost a transferring of the mantle at this point, too, in history, um, especially with the pandemic. It, it's, it's, it's sad to even say but we're literally seeing generation, a generation die. Yeah. Um, and what is happening is that it's really causing us in these positions, millennials, generation Z, to really go to the forefront of leadership. And we don't see leadership the same way that MLK's generation saw it. And so it brings a new nuance to what it looks like for activism. Um, we almost are a take it and leave it culture. Um, we're going to stand in a row whether you like it or not. And so that also presses the dynamic of what the role of activism in this time, because it does not wait for anybody and it does not wait right. for the comfortability of the system. Right. 
people yeah. are being made uncomfortable. That's why so many corporations are coming out. They're being made mm-hmm. to feel uncomfortable, not convicted, uncomfortable with their position. Yeah. And we're hopefully going, hopefully this should move them to conviction to say that there should be a repentance about where they stand and a repentance in their heart about what their, what their, what their foundation is that really is going to invoke change. But right now you see a lot of guilt. You see a lot, you see a lot of that being war on corporations in our time because we're making it so evident that you mm-hmm. have to face this. If you don't, you will see us again in some mm. way. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And, and uh, in fact, it, it's not that they might feel uncomfortable or that it's possibly going to happen. It's in fact, change requires this discomfort and, and, and yeah. change is inevitable. So get ready, everybody. <laughs> it, there's a disruption and it's not going to stop. Um, we're going to go ahead and, um, and go to a break. We're at the top of our hour. Time flies. We're going to continue this conversation. So much more to be said. So stay with us. All right. Welcome to the second hour of the live exchange. I'm Dr. Pamela. I'm Robert Pierce. And today we are joined by Devante Hudson. I have to say husband. Devante <laughs> Hudson, <laughs> who is <laughs> he, he's um, actively involved, um, or has been actively involved with the movement here um, in Atlanta, and um, just gave us gives a little bit of insight of what it was like to actually be down there, but also even more importantly, what it means to continue in this work. And so the conversation uh, has been great, has been compelling. Um, I have a question for you, Devante. Um, I've seen a number of different um, proposals for change, you know, like defunding the police, um, um, you know, um, requiring, there was one that I really liked, which was uh, requiring public records of behavior of police officers so that we all can see, we all can kind of keep track of what's going on. Do you have any particular asks, I'll say, um, that you think is going to be critical for this movement? Yeah, here's my list of demands, right? Here's what I need to see. I like um, demand better than ask. Demand, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> You're right. You are there, so There's right. a lot, and I say that it really fluctuates, but depending on where you are, but I say there's a common thread through this all, and that overall is just police reform, that yes. there should be oversight of all police activities by a civilian board, um, mm-hmm. not just... A, a judge of your peers, that there should be a citizens oversight board that oversees all police activity, particularly uh, excessive force policies. And so I think there's one way, but there's some other things too um, that has to do uh, with a really uh, with a really dangerous bill that was taken out in 1994 under the Clinton administration. That was the the crime bill of 1994 that really gave light to the militarization of police forces yes. in this country um, that we are actually still calling and we should be calling now for a repeal of that, of that act um, so that there could be actual reform made in police departments. Right now, the police department, if I, if I understand correctly by the figures are funded more than even the debt crisis could have been, been funded over the years. Right. We could have eliminated student debt. We could have provided free child care for for kids under uh, pre-K and under. Um, but we have funded the the military. I mean, the sorry, the military. Yes, the military, which is acts as police um, overwhelmingly. 
Um, and that money should be poured back into communities for there could be community policing. So those are just two aspects uh, that have to do with actually policy reform that I believe should be taken immediately. And we should challenge whoever is going to either hold the office of president, maintain mm-hmm. it or be voted into that office um, accountable to that, as well as our legislators accountable to repealing 1994 crime bill. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we have a couple of people commenting. Um, Prime says, second that emotion. Um, this is all on Facebook Live, by the way. Um, Riva is saying we need to put our money together and buy a seat at the UN. Um, and she's also saying Marcus Garvey was onto something. I've been seeing a lot of that as well. <laughs> you don't know, Marcus, Marcus Garvey did the movement about let's get back to Africa. Let's just go. Let's go. Um, and, yeah. you know, and that's a whole other conversation. So I won't even, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot to unpack there. But one of the things that I will say that I've struggled with is the term policing. Um, and I know that what I propose is a pretty radical move, but it is really to eliminate that whole Um, concept of policing, because what policing says is that we need people to stand over us and and, um, command that we do, you know, the right thing. Will there be criminals? Are there going to be people that do the wrong thing? Absolutely. Um, But I think what communities need is is our partnerships um, that strengthen and empower us. Um, And and I just think that the frame of policing in and of itself is problematic and, and so I'm ready to throw the whole thing away and start over. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a good time for it. Yeah. yeah it may be. Yeah. Right. Well, we're, we're going to take a little break. We'll be back shortly with more conversation. We're having a great time. Please join us on Facebook. If you have any comments, please, we'd love to hear from you. As you hear, we're reading the comments. So please share with us. We'll be back here. We're on the Live Exchange Radio Show on the Sensation Station Network. We will be back. Welcome back to the Live Exchange. I'm Dr. Pamela. And I'm Robert Pierce. And today we're joined by Devontae Hudson at first. Um, I'm going to just introduce Robert's uh, new segment here, Treasures from My Heart. And uh, Robert, go ahead and tell us what's on your heart. Yes, today from my heart, I entitled it Fresh Legs to the Front. You heard me, Fresh Legs to the Front. Um, And um, as we've been... These last two weeks, and I'm going to paraphrase because we did a lot of talking about it already, but these last two weeks, we said a lot has happened. Um, we didn't seen the video of George Floyd, that horrific video of him dying in the street. We've seen protests. We, you know, we've been uncomfortable. We've seen um, some changes come. We've seen um, new legislation in Minneapolis. They have um, banned now the use of chokeholds. We've seen the NFL come out. Um, but we've seen our young folk do some tremendous things out in these streets. Um, and now my call today is fresh legs to the front. Um, what, what does that mean? That means we're calling for everyone to do their part. No, you don't have to go to the front line in the protest, but we need you to step up in whatever area that you can be impactful in. What does that mean? Fresh legs to the front. I need to see the divine nine. Come on out. Where are you? Let's go. I need to see our activists. I was so glad to see our black preachers here in Atlanta this morning um, doing a protest um, out showing their support and all this. Um, We can't criticize. We can't sit around on the sidelines. We need fresh legs to the front. That means if you've been sitting around just watching, let's 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 we're calling a substitution now. We're not asking no one to step aside, but we got fresh legs and and sports. We would Mm -hmm. always put the fresh legs in in the middle of the game because you get tired. And we've been going hard for two weeks. 
And I know the people are tired out there on the front line. So I'm calling Fresh Legs to the front. What does that mean? Musicians. We need new music, man. We need Mm. music to be the soundtrack of this movement. Fresh Legs to the front. Whatever it is that you're doing, we need you to do it. If you're a blogger, let's blog. Get off this gossip mess. Fresh Legs to the front. Let's do this. Let's keep this in front of people. Let's keep this going. Um, Tuesday in Georgia, it's time to vote. Fresh yes. legs to the front. There's some people, there's some things we need to vote out of the system. Let's get it done. In November, many of you may not even be registered to vote for November. I'm calling for fresh legs to the front. Mm. Let's go. Let's get on the front line. If you're in the police department and you see that there is some things going on in your department that's not right, I'm calling mm. fresh legs to the front. Right. Stand up. Let's go. Let's mm. fight. And let's get it done. That's Robert's um, Treasure from the Heart today. First leg to the front. Let's go. Yes, that's good stuff. That is good stuff. Wow. I love it. You call everybody out. Everybody out. We need new music. We can't play what's going on from Marvin Gaye back in the 70s. Come on, y'all. Let's get some new music for today. We can't play Public Enemy back in, what was it? Um, um, Fight the Power. What was that? 1990-something. 1990. You know, that number's over. Let's go. Fresh legs to the front. We need we need music that's going to spark us. That's going to encourage us. Hashtag fresh legs to the front. Yes. I love it. I love it. Wow. That's it right there. Because you can drop the mic after that, man. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. We need (laughs) to call the action. Come on. Let's go. Call the action. We need to see everybody. We need to see what you're doing. Speaking out. Speaking of poetry, we need our poets to write. We need our uh, our photographers. Come on, let's show a narrative that's really going on down there. Fresh legs to the front. Um, we're going to need to see documentaries um, detailing what's really going on in these streets. Right. I right. mean, we've been seeing, if it wasn't for those fresh legs, we wouldn't have known that there are being bricks planted on the streets um, as set up to be thrown. Okay. We wouldn't know that there's infiltrators out there because Fresh Legs have been out there videotaping. Those yes. Fresh Legs are tired. They need to go charge their phones. So we need yeah. new Fresh Legs. Let's go. I love it. I love it. Say that. Wow. Say that. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I really hope that people heed that, Pierce, because there are there have been the soundtracks of, soundtracks of our lives, right? The soundtracks of the movement. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I believe Trey Songs, by the way, I think just came out with a new song. Um, yeah, and Meek Mill how, has dropped one yeah. too. So they're coming, yeah. but we need them. You they're know, coming. let's go, y'all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's we have to shock the conscience of America. Right now, we are what I would say a metaphorical muscle confusion. You know, in order to really get your body working, you have to confuse your muscles in yeah. order for them to really work properly. Right now, uh, America is going through an extreme muscle confusion. Uh, we don't know how to handle a pandemic. Um, <laughs> and we also are faced with a serious issue that's always been a under underlining systemic issue. And so to your point, Pierce, man, what is this going to stir up in yeah. people? And how will this stir up in people? I'm I'm saying only generations are going to be able to tell the story, but I wonder what history is going to tell about us yeah. when oh, yeah. this is all said and done. How we take your call of action, Pierce, is going to be very important. Uh, for my yeah. daughter's children's children. Mm. Yeah, um, and as you is- said, Devante, we need we need Caucasians, we need Asians. We had the Amish, everyone, fresh legs to the front. We need you on oh, the yeah. front line of this mm. issue, speaking out. 
um, saying what's wrong. We, like I said, we said all this already, but I am officially calling hashtag fresh legs to the front. Fresh Who's with me? Let's go. All right. All right. <laughs> well, with that said, um, <laughs> we're going to go ahead and go to a break, but I want you all right now while we're on break, go hashtag fresh legs to the front. Um, and we're, but we're going to continue this conversation. We're going to look at some research now it's challenge, but that was Robert's treasures from, Treasure the, heart. from the heart. All right. We'll be back. Welcome back to the Live Exchange. I'm Robert Pierce. And I'm Dr. Pamela. And what you were listening to there was a new song just released by Trey Songs. Um, it's a song just speaking about the times. How many times does a mother have to cry? Um, and that's where we're calling. That's where we're asking. How, how long do we have to cry? Um, and we're having a conversation today. We have a guest with us, Devontae Hudson. Um, we've been talking activism. Um, we've been talking a lot today. And so we just want to continue the conversation. Um, Devon, we know we're getting ready to lose you. So I just want to open the floor for you um, just to share your heart, whatever you want to say to the people. And then let them know um, where they can find you, if there's any things that's coming up, anything you want them to know um, about the um, the protest, activism, the mercy seat. Let's not forget our mercy seat. Um, so you have the floor, my brother. Wow, that's a lot of space. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I, my, my heart uh, and beyond just what to tangibly do, police reform. Um, I think the biggest thing, um, and I, I use a biblical context, I believe in Micah, it talks about uh, the positions of the people in leadership laying down their swords. And many people would think that means war, uh, mm -hmm. times of war, but there's actually a synonym, a synonym of that word in biblical time that doesn't mean just fighting, it means mm -hmm. power. Yeah. And so really what they're saying is lay down your power. And I, that's what I'm really calling our institutions mm. to do. I'm, I'm, I'm calling um, my white brothers and sisters to do. I'm calling um, any system and structure that stands against those who are of the oppressed and those who have been marginalized to lay down your power. This is not a time to jock. This is not a time to fight. This is a time to lay down that which you take so, so, uh, take so much for granted. And that is your power. Um, that this is a time where we have to really look at equity and not just equality. We have to look at what justice looks like. Um, and that looks like everybody eating at the table, whether you like them or yeah. not, and whether you had, um, and whether you've seen them as equal or not, that this is really about laying down your power so that other people can pick up a portion of power and empower mm. their own communities. Um, wow. there, there, there are many ways um, that you can contact me. Obviously, I'm on Instagram, IMD HUD, um, and Facebook, Devontae Hudson. But one of the biggest, great, greatest works that I have to do right now is lead our resource center, which every Saturday we have seen enormous lines yeah. of people who have lost jobs, who are going through homelessness, who are going through tough times, who come to seek our resources, which is through our food pantry um, during this time. And that is the biggest uh, really community work that I do right now because it's so needed. Um, yeah. When you see a mother coming in line who she has never been in the food line before. Yeah. This is it's a real. different time. And this is real. Yes, there's a lot this of that is right real. now. And and we and we have to show that we have to show that level of compassion. And so I, I could do that week in and week out. Um, we have been so fortunate to be able to 
have food every week. Our partnership with the Atlantic Community Food Bank has been tremendous during, during this time, and we've been able to provide families with an abundance of food every week. So if you know somebody who's in need of food, meet us Saturday at the Mercy Seat Resource Center. That's located at 4037 Darling Court, Southwest, Lilburn, Georgia, 30047. We distribute every Saturday from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Um, you don't want to miss get there early. We have people lined up at 8 o'clock. Uh, mm. just to get yeah. resources. And so we want you to be a part. We want you to to uh, to take advantage of it and take have people who are in this season. Um, don't be ashamed. We all need a little help sometimes. And that's what community is for, is to give us support uh, and help. So, yeah, I actually, I I'm, I'm guess I'm going to plug this right now. I actually, mm. first time I, I've said this, I actually have a podcast coming out next right. Monday um, awesome. called Coffee and Community Podcast. Uh, mm. So I've been working on the last few months um, but it happened to be in the middle of pandemic in the middle of now all this yeah. tension is coming out. Um, it'll be on all platforms, Apple Music, Spotify, TuneIn. Um, it'll be on Google Play. Uh, it's called Coffee and Community Podcast. It's just my way of con- helping people to think, move and live better in their community. So I'm having conversations with people who have influenced my life uh, to really impart into other give other people access, particularly people of, who have been marginalized, access to the table. I believe that relational capital is all that we really need in life. It's better than money. If you know, if you know who you know, you can get a lot of places. And so I want to share that information and knowledge that I've gained in my life. So uh, check out and tune, stay, stay tuned for that as well. Wow. That's timely. It's, it's amazing. It's happening now. So. Yeah. I, um, again, my brother, I just want to say thank you, um, one, for just being who you are. Man. You've been a blessing in my life. Um, from the time I met you, um, and I was, I'm just so encouraged um, that we have um, young leaders like you um, that are not afraid to stand on the front front and confront these um, tough issues. So um, please continue doing what you're doing. Um, I'm, I got old legs, but I got fresh legs right now. So <laughs> if there's anything um, I can do personally or we can do for, from the Live Exchange or Sensation Station Network, please don't hesitate to reach out. Um, you are on the front line. And so please, if there's any events that need to be um, highlighted, just let me know. I, I, we're going to get it out there um, because we want people to be aware, but we want people to be involved. And so thank you again for being involved and for being on the show. Um, yeah, I, I love you, my brother. And you know, I'll see you at work. No. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you. Thank you guys so much for having me. This, this is a blessing to me. And again, I really hope people are tuning into this time, not just this station, but this time. I hope that they're really uh, engaged because you don't want to be on the wrong side of history on this one. Right. I think you want to tune in and I want, I think you want to contribute to what's going on in our, in our world. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Well, thank you again, Devante, everybody. Um, definitely look him up, reach out to him, stay involved um, and follow what he's doing. Um, because if you get if you get lost, you get stuck, you might learn something by just at least following um, what he and others are doing. So uh, we're going to go ahead and go to break. Uh, stay with us. Thank you, Devante. We'll be back. We'll be back. Science, 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 science. All 
right. So uh, the science, the second hour, uh, we've been talking all show about how there are so many different ways of getting involved in the movement. And so this is really um, just a closer look. This was, um, uh, you know, at, at how to get involved. What are some of the different ways that you can get involved? Um, there's a really cool quote here. Uh, from Lindsay Young saying, "Don't do not feel guilty for not occupying every lane. We yeah. need all of them. You don't have to yeah. be in every lane." Mm-hmm. Um, and so, when we talk about, you know, what are the lanes? What are some of the different things that I could do that I could get involved in? Um, you've got a combination, and we'll we'll be sure to post this to our page as well. Um, weavers, experimenters, frontline responders, visionaries. That's people like me. People like your your ideas are crazy. I'm like somebody has to envision them, right? Right. <laughs> Builders, caregivers, disruptors, healers, storytellers, guides. Uh, some of them are not very self-explanatory. So a weaver, for example, um, is somebody who sees the through lines and connect connectivity between people, places, organizations, ideas. Like, so who can I connect? Who, yeah. If I put these people together, or if I put this this initiative with this organization, magic can happen. So those are the mm-hmm. weavers, and then experimenters, just like it says. Um, for, I think everything else is pretty self-explanatory, um, but I'll say it again: weavers, experimenters, frontline responders, visionaries, builders, caregivers, disruptors, healers, storytellers, and guides. Yeah, I love it. All of them are important. And what's interesting is the media is focusing on like one, yeah. the disruptors. That's it. And, That's the, and, it. and I say disruptors, this is not a negative term. This is exactly what Devonte was saying. We need somebody to yeah. disrupt the system. Yeah, absolutely. Without the disruptors, we would not be here where we are now, um, exactly. day 13. Um, it was the disruptors that even disrupted um, the African-American established community. Because mm-hmm. even we were screaming, "Hey, don't do that! You don't. Yeah. We don't do it that way." We but it was, yeah, right. It's that way that got their attention. Yeah, you know what I mean. In the beginning, you know, a lot of us was calling, and we talked about it last week on the show. Yeah. How the narrative of how we're labeling um, these protesters as looters and animals. Yeah. Um, but no, it was the disruptors that that got it cracking. Right. Absolutely. We need that. And, and, yeah. you know, everybody, the, the, one of the, and I talked about this last week, but one of the pet peeves of mine is when people try to tell oppressed people how to protest, right. you know, and you don't, you don't get to tell us how to protest because, and I'm talking about people within the group too, like you yes, said, that's what mm-hmm. but you don't get to tell us how to protest because there is a problem that hasn't been addressed. And if you're, if focus is going to be on how protesting is done and you want to quote all these quotes of, of Martin Luther King, you need to quote his latter quotes too. Don't just yeah. quote the, the ones at the beginning of the movement. No, quote And let's get a, a well-rounded, um, a lot of people don't realize that before uh, Martin Luther King would go to a city, he would send disruptors. Hosea Williams was one of the disruptors. There are several that were sent first to disrupt yeah. it before he came. Right. And so... <laughs> You I know, mean, Rosa Parks, I would consider that yes. a disruptor. She stayed on the bus when they said no. She sat there. Absolutely. And so all these people saying, you need to follow the rules. You need to follow. Don't break the law. Mm. Uh, look, sometimes the law has to be broken. Rosa Parks broke the law. So right. I, I, you're going to just create this whole blanket statement about how there's no one way to protest. And you protest in the way that is going to wake people up. Yeah. And, you know, I have a a cousin in Houston, Texas. Um, He sent me um, his expression of um, how he wanted to help. 
he was watching the um, riots um, on um, the first Friday night. Um, and he and his friend grabbed their camera and went downtown and started filming. And now they are creating a documentary um, detailing um, the events from their perspective, what they saw down in Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was an amazing to see. Um, he just, this is what they can do. He's in, you know, in filming and, yep. you know, he's not the protester, but he has a camera right. and he wanted to go that. down there and, and just film. And so now he's working on a project um, that's utterly amazing. He showed me an eight minute clip. I was floored um, that this young man that I basically raised is now um, down there filming, you know, and so it's a lane. That's the lane. Yeah. The camera work is, is critical right now. I mean, this is. Yeah, even so much so, I don't know, a lot of people, it's going under the radar, and I hope that, um, but there has been another um, video that has come out in Tacoma, Washington. Another young man, his name is Emmanuel, um, forget his last name, excuse me, I'll pull it up, Um, but he also was killed at the hands of police, and he screamed, I can't breathe. Um, There was a chokehold, it happened in March, but the video just came, but it was a, a young white girl who videotaped it. She did. Um, and said, um, this isn't right. And so we have to find a lane because unfortunately it's not stopping. Even in the midst of the protest and all the cameras are on, police are still doing things. We've seen what happened in Buffalo. We see, um, you know, so many things. Um, our president telling um, police to clear out an area of peaceful protesters so he could stand in front of a church and um, take a picture with a Bible. All this, all this, um, <laughs> that we must find our lane, whatever it is, find your yeah. lane and get okay. in it and work it. Um, legs to the front. Even the retired uh, military general, yeah. know, he took his lane. Yeah. You know, he spoke out. He said, look, I'm not, I'm not with it. I'm not with, I'm not with what that. the president's doing. I'm not with it. Yeah. And that's, that was huge. So, I mean, I, so I do appreciate it and I appreciate the, the, the gestures that are being made. Um, and that doesn't come with a period that comes with comma. Comments, and yeah. I look forward to how things are going to change and what you, these organizations um, and, and individuals are going to do yeah. after this. That's going to be important. This. Right. So because, so, again, they threw a lot of big numbers up as far as we're going to throw some money at this right. issue. But we want to see where those dollars go and what that translates to. Yeah, to you know, change in our community. So um, we're going to continue this conversation here on the live exchange. Dr. Robert Pierce and Dr. Pam. Today we're talking about um, again all that's going on with race relations here in the United States, police brutality. But we're talking from an activism side. Um, you know, now it's time to organize and plan. So we'll be yeah. back um, in a few minutes with more discussion here on the live exchange radio program on the Sensation Station Network. With Dr. Pamela. Dr. Pamela. Dr. Pamela. All right. So this week's balance challenge is to get involved. But I, I want you yeah. to think about what your role is. We talked about all the different roles that could be played um, in a revolution, in a social movement, such as what we're living in right now. And I want you to assume your position. No, yeah. Learn what your strengths are. Figure out what. where do you have... Um, space and influence and and position um what are your star are you a speaker are you a writer are you a a visionary you know what is it and where can you be used and 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 insert yourself there yeah Um, and with that so that's part of the challenge is to is to figure out how to get involved if you are not in a in a 
uh, I guess, a physical health situation where you can't go out and protest, that's mm -hmm. not what we're asking you to do. We're asking right. you to figure out where you can be used. But the other part of that is to do your research and, and to make sure you understand the issues, you understand what's going on, you understand the different um, solutions that people are putting forth so that you can speak intelligently about this, um, so that you can actually be heard and, 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 and so that people don't get the wrong information. So do your research and get involved. Those are the two things I have. You have anything to add I to that? Except, um, um, to say it the way you just said it in a different way, get in where you fit in. Get in Let's where you go. fit in, yes. <laughs> There and you then, go. Um, be a good steward over information. Let's let's continue to be good stewards over information. Let's not look to be first to put information out, but let's look to be accurate when putting right. out information. Yeah, but let's get it. Let's get in the fight any way you can. But get in where you fit in. Get in where you fit in. Don't use information as a weapon against the cause. Right. Exactly. All right. Here I accept. Me too. Back to the live exchange. I'm Robert Pierce, and she's Dr. Pam. And we're coming. We're, we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> got <laughs> but we've been talking about um, the revolution is here, y'all. Um, that was the time. Um, change is coming, and um, we need the activists to come out to step forward, um, to play your position, get in where you fit in, get in line fresh legs to the front we got so many words we could say but the bottom line is now it's time for each and every one of us to get involved and um before we went to the break and during the break we had a question dr pam that i really want to talk about um yes. from reva she asked the question um she recently moved from houston to atlanta georgia um welcome to atlanta first of all um yes. but she wants to know that um if she can vote here or not um being that our the georgia primary is in um, two days on Tuesday. Um, unfortunately, you cannot vote here, Reva, because um, you have not registered in the state of Georgia. However, if the um, primary has not taken place for you in Texas, you still can um, apply for an absentee ballot um, back in Texas that they can send to you there so you can cast your vote. Um, okay. If you have already voted in the primary, um, you can now change your residence so that you can vote in November in the election in November. Um, but I would encourage you to get on that um, as soon as possible so that there will be no um, hiccups for you so that you'll be able to you will be eligible to vote in November when it's time to vote for change and to get people removed from the office. Yes. Uh, yeah. One thing I want to add is that it is on the ballot. I just voted um, um, today, actually. I have my absentee ballot that um, fortunately yeah. they allowed for that um, in light of COVID. Um, and so they basically have put on the ballot that you can, uh, or, or the whole idea of whether or not people can vote on the spot, I'm sorry, register on the spot um, for future voting. And um, mm. I think that's going to be really important to opening access. Um, yeah. People who, for example, would be in Reba's shoes, you know, when she moved here, uh, you know, a few weeks or a few days before the, the main election. And then, she, you know, she wouldn't have been able to vote here in Georgia. Um, right, right. So, so I think that's an important thing. There's quite a few important things that are on the ballot that that we really yeah. need to pay attention to. Um, one of the things that I thought I found quite beneficial in being able to vote was um, from home with, uh, you know, an absentee ballot was being able to do a side by side comparison of the candidates with the ballot in front of me. Yeah. Um, that was 
uh, priceless. It, it was in a completely different experience than what I would have had standing in, in you know, on the poll booth, which yeah. many people are doing. And if that's what you're going to be doing on Tuesday, just I can't underscore enough. Do your research, read up um, on on the people because right, you know, it could look like a bunch of names, but right. there, there's definitely some positions and some initiatives behind those names that you may or may not want to take root. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. And, and not just the candidates, but for all these other laws that they're um, yes. wanting to pass, some of them are worded, you know, kind of strange. And yes, you really have are. to take your time <laughs> and read them because what yes. you think you're saying yes to, you kind of said no to. And what yes. you think you said no to, you may have said yes to. Um, yes. And so take the time. And so, yeah, I would imagine that the absentee ballots, you can now research the bills and see. Um, exactly what's in those bills, because oftentimes other things are slipped in these bills um, to be passed, these laws to be passed. And so education is the key. But um, we yeah. want to encourage everyone, please, um, our next phase is to get out and vote. Not the only one. We're not done in the streets. We're not voting isn't going to be the only thing. But this is another way that our voices can be heard to go out and vote. So that was a great question. Reva. I thank you for that yes. question. Thank you for that. Um, yeah. You know, what's interesting is, um, you know how I think you saw the Black Lives Matter painted down the street leading to the White House um, yeah. in Washington, D.C. Um, by the mayor. And, you know, I think a very fair question was asked because I also think that it is amazing. Like, I'm still reveling in the fact um, that that was painted on the street leading to the White House, um, mm -hmm. where where resides a man who is who's very much against all of this. this, this so notion, it, right. it was like brilliant. I love it. Um, but I did see a comment from somebody that I really can't ignore because it's a okay. it's a good question. Um, so the well, the mayor. Um, gosh, I, I had her name up and I can't remember. Uh, what her name is right now. Um, but the question was, right now, there is a lot of funding that's being put forth for um, the, a new prison um, in Washington, D.C. Mm -hmm. And so the question was, yeah, it's great that you put this great you know, gesture down the street and it's visible and, and that's really cool. And the street name is now Black Lives Matter. It's Black yeah. Lives Matter Plaza. Amazing. Mm -hmm. But kind of speaking to what Devante was saying, what's the deeper thing that is about to happen? Are we going to allow this this funding for this you know new prison and all of this stuff to go through? Um, or are we going to halt that and say, wait a minute, I printed Black Lives Matter down the street. Let me do something along with that. Let, yeah. let me let me see what we can do about prison reform. And are we going to move forward with this? Um, I thought that was a really compelling question to ask. No, it, it is a, a very big question, Al. And th there's so many others, but I agree. That's, um, this is one that's a direct result um, yeah. because of policing that we have um, overcrowding in jails and um, because of the policies that the police are adhering to. Um, we have this situation as well. And so it, it's a vital question. Um, I, would, I would tend to say um, in all likelihood that prison is going up. Um, and the reason I say that is um, one thing we can do, we cannot get caught trying to ball the ocean. Um, we can't kill all issues at one time. Um, mm -hmm. And so there's still going to be some injustices that we see, um, but that's not a time to give up. But we got to keep pushing and keep hitting the hole because eventually we're going to get to that, too. There's so many issues 
of yeah, systemic yeah. racism. You know, this isn't just about police brutality, um, because like you said, you can fire a policeman, but the system. system. So we have to, and Devante said it so um, eloquently earlier when he was talking about, um, yeah, both change, but the narrative stays the same. Yeah. And so as long as the narrative stays the same and we still have these systems that are been put in place to carry on this behavior, um, we're going to continue to fight. Um, it's just so encouraging now is that it seemed like we was fighting um, a, a winless battle, but now we're starting to see that we're getting allies. Um, yeah. And, you know, and that's the encouraging yeah. thing that allies are coming aboard now. And now um, we get to put them up to the measure now. Again, history will show us, were they just talking or did they really want change? Um, mm -hmm. Were those big numbers that they put up on these things just marketing schemes? Or are they really going to put the money into into resources that's going to truly impact our community and make a better world for all of us? Right. Um, that just doesn't happen with African-Americans. We need the um, the most conservative um, Caucasian to be on the same thing and fight for what's right. Um, unfortunately, we're still seeing a lot of, of people um, very much offended by just the call for justice. Mm -hmm. And they see it as a attack directly on their way of life, and it is. Well, we yeah. are attacking it, their way it, of life. It, it literally is, and so um, <laughs> naturally, are. that's why we're seeing yeah. them them respond a little harshly. So we mm -hmm. have to be prepared for that, and not fight fire with fire. Protect ourselves, yes, but we can't take it to the streets and have a civil war. Mm -hmm. And that's unfortunately that's what our president seems to be inciting is a civil war. Um, but we, we're going to speak against that and we're going to stand together. And I'm so glad people are standing up for what's right. If y'all really want to see like the true colors, people go to LinkedIn. I've never seen like I don't even I don't even know how to explain it because it's so professional on there. Yeah. But <laughs> if you really want to see what these corporations are talking about, check who's really like I'm not sure if you guys are like how heavy you guys are on LinkedIn. Yeah, but there is this one yeah. guy. He um he um. He, what do you call it? He resigned from Facebook um, because he didn't like the stance that they were taking. Yeah. And if you just look at the comments, it looks like a civil war in the comments. You yeah. know, and yeah. like I realized that it was getting real when I saw somebody cussing on LinkedIn. I said, hold on. Right, right. <laughs> I've never yeah. seen no such thing like this ever on this site. Cause you know, it's like, you know, a place where people are supposed to keep it professional, but when you see people this angry, Right. Yeah. Where it's just like a platform that you never thought that you would see. And then so many people are just saying like, oh, you should have never said anything. You should have just stayed down. Like, you know, keep your head down. You're at your dream job. And it's like, no. that, that's not okay. No, uh, you know, and even the um, criticism of Drew Brees and his statements. And it was like, you should have never said nothing, Drew. No, thank you for saying what you said. Let us know. Let us know. And so now, but the the thing is now he had an opportunity to apologize and now say he's going to, you know, he gets it now. And so now let's see now yeah. if you get it. Now let's see that you get it and, and preach that you get it to the to your friends who don't get it. Because right. you got some friends who don't get it still. We yeah. all do. We have friends, people who don't get it on both sides. And so let's let's educate so that everyone can get it so we can fix this. Absolutely. And you know what? I will just kind of put out there that I think we already are at civil war. Um, yeah. It's verbal right now. Um, yeah. It's 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 happening with money. It's happening with um, within social media. I think we're already there. Um, mm. I, I don't want to see it happening, of course, uh, 
in, in the way that it happens in you know in the past. Um, right. But I, I I do I think we're there, and it's going to cause it's forcing. Um, uh, people to to revamp the way things happen. You're either on one side or the other. I mean, you're you're the company that the silent companies are 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 getting the rap. You know, yeah. like wh- where are hey, you? Yeah, you're- we're looking for everyone to, to say choose your side. Hey, yeah. what's up? I don't seen it so many it's times. Um, neutral neutral yeah. is is silence is is basically in favor of, of oppression. Neutrality Absolutely. is in the favor of oppression. So you, whether you say it or not, um, you you've chosen a position. Absolutely. And again, that's on both sides. And so if you're, you're quiet and you're, you're African-American and you're comfortable at home and that's just those people, um, because you made it and you're saying nothing, but you're still laughing at the racist jokes at the country club, you're complicit. We need you. Come on. Don't laugh at those jokes. Mm -hmm. Okay. You may get kicked out that country club, but it's okay. That's not your identity. Speak up, please. We need you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm not sure how true this is, but um, I saw this one thing where there's, I'm I'm not 100% sure how true this is, but they're saying that possibly people in the KKK in Alabama um, with these riots, they might be start going out. So it's just like, please be careful. Like, I'm not sure how, yeah. how much this information has gotten out as of yet, but if that is true, y'all be careful yeah. out there because like that is a whole nother side that we have not even seen yeah yet. well we know that the tractors are out there and it's coming so let's yeah. be ready let's be okay wow time is up dr pam yeah i actually wanted to end on a note from kimberly williams crenshaw she's a, a researcher who came up with um the intersectionality um theory um yeah. but what she says is it's not about supplication it's about power it's not about asking it's about demanding it's not about convincing those who are currently in power. It's about changing the very face of power itself. That's what we're trying to do. Yeah. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Everybody breathe. Yeah. Everybody it's Wusa. Wusa. Because we have a whole other week ahead of us. Let's take yeah. this week, day by day, hour we'll by hour. Fresh legs to the front. Fresh legs to the front. Yeah. All right, y'all. Well, thank you so much for joining us again for another amazing discussion on Life. Really we'll be back next week. And look, we I'm not even gonna tell you what we're talking about next week because it's gonna depend on what happens through the right. week. Because literally. You know, so we can say we're talking about love, but mm-hmm. it might be about black love for social justice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But um, but stay with us because we are, we're, you know, every week we're going to be bringing out whatever is important, whatever is compelling and um, making sure that you're informed and you're armed with what you need. Um, and make sure you follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our channels. Um, we put out information all during the week, um, yeah. articles, things that's going on, information. So please connect with us so that we can stay all abreast and get good information. Yes. So remember, when you dial, when we dialogue better, we do better. We do better. All right. Have See you next week. Thank you. Bye.